Greetings, comrade, and welcome to another issue of WandaVision Podcast, covering season finale. And what a season finale it was, right? That was easily the best episode, but I did have to throw out fight myself to be like, Kenny, don't think of what it should have been, what it could have been, in my opinion anyway, just take it for what it is, and for what it was, amazing. Because once again, this was a 90-95% Wanda and Vision, WandaVision episode, and it was amazing. I don't understand why they were trying to be fancy. It's no secret that you have the most charming actress I have ever seen, and a very, very solid and likable lead actor, and you put them to the sideline every single episode. Why? To check some other boxes. This is the Avengers. You don't need to check any boxes. You will have enough people that show up to keep breaking records time after time. You do not need to appease anybody. This franchise has always had a pair. They gave Robert Downey Jr. another go. They had the cojones to be like, let's take these like B, maybe even C tier characters and let's do something crazy with it. So don't get neutered now. Don't go woke because you will go broke. But never mind that for now. This episode had so little of that. Rather, they opted for, you know what, everybody's here for. Let's just, okay, I guess we'll give it to you. And what that was, was, hey, if you're not going to do the damn sitcom, give us tons of action. And that we got. It was jam-packed. At times, I found like it almost got to be too much going on at once. I'm like, can we just focus on one thing here? But in general... If you're not doing the sitcom, this is the direction to go in. All Wanda, all Vision, whooping ass all day long. Or I guess for like most of the episode, getting their asses whooped. Now, I don't know how long they have in between episodes. Usually, I assume you just shoot right through, but with COVID and stuff, I wonder if there was time off or, you know, a moment uh, for the actors to go home and breathe and, you know, to think about their characters and such, because I found Agatha way more subdued in this one. And that's a good thing. I don't mean, you know, she phoned it in or anything. No, I just felt like in the first appearance, that was too much. She was all over the place. She was making all these unnecessary faces as far as I'm concerned. She's saying one thing and it sounds like she means it, but then she's making a face So I wasn't sure what she was up to, where she was coming from exactly. This one, it was clear. She had her objectives. She was there for a reason. And she just said what she meant and meant what she said. Simple as that. And it's not like she was so subdued. She was just like monotone and not an interesting character. No, she's she was still the essence of what Agatha was in that first appearance. You know, like snarky and such. But she just didn't play her snarky. Let the lines do the work for you. No one likes a gloater. You're winning here. Don't, like, relax. You're cool. You've, you've, got, you've got the upper hand here. What you've done, pretty clever. Nobody saw this coming. But don't gloat, all right? Just talk. Just let her know how much you've got her here. It's all going to hurt just the same. A little honor goes a long way. I'm telling you, if I'm a villain, there's no way I'm acting like a villain. I'm not going to say things like, Hey there, doll face. Make yourself useful and go get me a sandwich, won't ya? Because then I'd get picked out of a line. They're like, that guy. 
And my lawyer wouldn't even be able to say, are you sure? I mean, come on. All Asians kind of look the same. I'm like, I'm not feeling this. I know you're using it in defense of me, but it kind of hurts. I prefer if you went down a different avenue, my guy. But that wouldn't even hold up. He'd be racist for no reason because they'd be like, no, no, no. He's the guy who makes all those faces. He's the flamboyant sexist guy. And besides, if I'm a villain in the Marvel Universe, I'm facing guys like Captain America. I have no time to gloat. There's no time to lap it up. There is no time to chew the scenery. If I somehow have Captain America on the ropes, I'm putting him out of his misery. If I've knocked him down off balance, he's on one knee, I'm putting a knife into his neck. I can gloat about it afterwards. I can put an IG story up where I'm just like dancing over his dead body. Hell, I'll have a money phone, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy myself afterwards, but in the moment, it's not the time. So I like this Agatha more. It was just a more, I don't know, like a realistic take. And I really enjoyed that first fight where for the first time you see and truly know what Agatha's ability is. She can steal the powers from unworthy witches. I'm not sure how that definition works exactly because ain't she sinister? Maybe this is like a an alpha male frat boy type of situation. Despite them being douchebags themselves, if you're not one, you're not worthy. I'm like, nah, I feel like I'm a superior human being, actually. I'm well-liked by everyone. Not me specifically, I just mean, you know, people in general. But yeah, and then Albino Vision showed up. At first, I was like, Vision, what the hell happened to you? Why'd you go pale as a ghost like that? I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Vision. That can't be Vision. I remember the last episode, he just took off, you know, looking like he always did. And for a second there, I thought... Oh, yeah. And before then, there was a, also a great moment, right? Like Wanda threw a car at Agatha. But when she went to see her, all that was left were just the boots. I'm like, ah, yes. Here's a little bit of that comedy. A little Wizard of Oz reference. I enjoyed that. But then I thought she became albino vision because she was nowhere to be seen. But then it turns out it's actually just a replica that the, the sword guy put together. Which I guess they did kind of allude to it. But I feel like, I mean... Over the past at least seven episodes, there's been so much filler. I'm like, you probably could have and should have filled us in a little bit better on that's what he was up to. At least have a scene where you see them putting them together or in the last episode you see, you know, he's finished the final product. He steps out of the machine or whatever. Or just a foot. Just something. But no, they got to set up their Monica Rambeau spinoff and, uh, you know, check more boxes with... Every passing word that Darcy Lewis lays into my soul. But anyway, back to albino vision. I'm like, oh, of course. Here's another box. They're checking another box. They're like, yes, he's evil. That's why he's white. We could have chosen any other color, but white guys, right? Am I right? Am I right? Don't get me wrong. I agree. But like, you're really running short on this uh, woke quota with me. I can't even agree with you, even though I agree with you. I mean, kinda. I mean, evil comes in all shapes and sizes, every single race. But now is not the time for me to get into that. Kenny Hosho 301. That's, that's when that'll happen. And then finally, after, once again, seven episodes of him just kinda being there, Jimmy Woo finally does something. 
He finally makes himself useful. But because he had done nothing for the past seven episodes, he was just, I don't know, uh, they're checking another box, I guess. You know, he starts showing that he's resourceful, got a quick sleight of hands, must have gone to magician school because he snagged that phone real quick and then uncuffed himself like Houdini. But it all came out of left field. I'm like, I didn't know this guy was capable of that. I'm like, I feel like he's capable of this because the plot needs him to be capable of this instead of, oh, don't worry. My boy Jimmy Woo is going to get out of this. This guy has proven time after time he can get it done. He's full of tricks up his sleeve. He graduated Grand Magician. So I was sitting there and the former Asian actor in me was like, you got to cheer. The Asian actor has a part and he's doing something cool. But then just the viewer in me who likes well thought out and well developed characters was like, no, I can't. He didn't earn it. But I am glad for once that he wasn't there just to, you know, fill the scene like physically fill the camera shot while both the diverse and strong quote-unquote witty female characters did all the work. I'm saying I'm glad he wasn't just there so Darcy Lewis had someone to talk to, to spout her freaking nonsense to. And thank goodness this episode had almost no Darcy Lewis. This really was the best episode ever. And then soon after that, if not the exact next scene, Everybody got freed from the spell. Agatha, as she put it, they're your meat puppets, I just cut the string. That was a cool moment, right? Like it looked like everybody was about to start throwing hands at Wanda and making her pay for basically kidnapping them from a horrible life. Look at the ghetto you guys used to live in. Look what Wanda did to the place. She really spruced it up. You bunch of ungrateful sons of guns. But regardless, it was getting exciting. It looked like she was going to get slapped up a little bit. But then they immediately cut to a Monica Rambeau making a Ralph Boner joke. They made a wiener joke. Just when things were about to get hairy for Wanda, they're like, now just cut over to this scene that we honestly could live without. And how did... I forgot about this. How did... Monica Rambeau get captured by Buddy anyway, by um, Pietro. I know they showed it in the last time on WandaVision. I'm like, when did that happen last episode? Must have been a post-credit scene or something, because I didn't see it during the main episode. I mean, it seemed real important. They probably should have stuck it in the main episode, because I don't think anyone was sitting around for credits, because unless I'm missing something, unless there's post-credit scenes in each episode, I've just been skipping them. I know there's one for this episode. I I assumed there was one, so I stuck around for it. But regardless, I'm like, oh, this scene didn't need to exist. Pietro did not need to capture her. I mean, they could have skipped all that and she could have shown up, you know, when they needed her. It's not like she developed her powers from dealing with Pietro or learning something about Pietro. It seemed like her powers were emerging anyway. But I guess it explains that... Oh, that wasn't actually Pietro. It's just a guy who's the spitting image of him. Oh, how handy. There's a doppelganger. Pietro has a doppelganger who just happens to live in Westview. Wow, what a coincidence. They probably should have just went with, like, the multiverse. I know that's coming with uh, Doctor Strange, but 
now all that is connected. Wanda is going to be connected with Doctor Strange. They should have just had uh, an exception that Agatha accessed the multiverse and brought him here from the X-Men universe. But then they do get back to the action. They do get back to uh, Wanda dealing with the angry mob. And how she deals with them is she uses her mind and chokes these ungrateful sons of guns, right? I cheered so loud, except for when old mustache got it. I'm like, no! I literally was like, that's right, force choke him, girl. Oh no, old mustache, where did you come from? This dude, I was asking for him for the entire episode. I'm like, oh, there's Kitty. There's that Norm guy. There's Fat Albert. Where's my dude, old mustache? And he wasn't there up until the choking. This man showed up to be choked. Ah, it's all very clear to me now. He was in a loveless relationship with Dottie, which I'm not surprised. She's the first Karen after all. So he has to, you know, he's still a man. He's full of jokes, but he's still a man. So he has to take care of his needs in other ways. So he's one of those fellas. You know, the ones with the belt. Oh, my stash is still great in my book. And I hope he comes back for more. Whatever more means, but we'll get to that in a second. They showed that Wanda is still a decent person, which doesn't bode well for my chances with hooking up with her, despite the frockin' skin job being dead and all. She's like, I am nice girl, Kenny. I need myself nice boy. Don't kid yourself, mate. When she says good boy, she means white guy. Handsome and rich white guy. Animated Kenny, you're back? Oh, I'm just here to get my stuff. And to collect my check. Just make sure it doesn't bounce. Or else your head will. Literally. Oh, I miss that rascal. Alright, what was I saying? Oh yeah, she was a good person. So she broke the hex up to let these guys go. But then I totally didn't even think of it. I guess I thought he needed to be outside of the hex in order for him to start uh, you know, breaking up and breaking apart. But no, it turns out if there's cracks in it, it has the same effects on Vision and apparently the kids. So just as things looked like it was going real sideways, somehow Wanda got the jump, or at least you think she got the jump on Agatha, and she got behind her and did that, ooh, I'm going to take over your mind move. Like, it was pretty epic. Because it's a throwback to when she was a villain and you didn't want her doing that to Iron Man and... Hawkeye. Yeah, nobody cares about Hawkeye. Good that it happened to Hawkeye. But because we all knew what this power was, and that it's usually used for nefarious reasons, I'm like, good. Take that, Agatha. This is what you get for bamboozling me with the whole Agnes turn. But part of me was really disappointed. I'm like, oh, like that fight, that was a short-lived fight. That wasn't epic. It's going to end right here. And it turns out not ending right here. Wanda battled her way out of her own spook magic and then we get the good stuff the fight I thought we weren't getting we got that fight and then some this scene was excellent for a lot of reasons principal amongst them is it taught everybody DTA don't trust anybody because despite having a gentleman's agreement or a lady's agreement that if Wanda just gave her powers over to Agatha she could correct the mistakes, Wanda could still have this life, but nobody would be suffering. 
But it turns out that was a dirty lie. She just wanted the juice. And for a second there, it looked like despite Wanda having like an epic throwdown, it wasn't it was actually her surrender and giving her powers up, but it wasn't the case cuz when she was throwing her powers and it was missing Agatha, I'm like, "Oh, is that going to break the hex? Is that what's going to happen here?" Turns out nope, wasn't a mistake by her. So it wasn't going to open up the hex. Instead, she cast the ward. The witch's ward. And then she went full on Scarlet Witch. She took back all of her juice. And I feel like she drained all of Agatha's powers as well. While, and I was cheering on so hard. I'm like, please, come on. New costume, new costume. Why are you fighting in your sweats, girl? This is less than epic because of the sweats and then... The director was like, hold on, it's cool. We're getting there. And oh boy, did she ever get a new costume. The brand new Scarlet Witch MCU costume. It looks great. Like in the comic books, she wears like like a ballerina leotard situation. So I'm like, there's no way they went with that, right? I feel like it's a little too revealing for a nice wholesome, or at least could have been potentially wholesome family show. But even for this, I'm like, I don't think they're going to do that, right? And no, they didn't. They did it, you know, more tasteful. She had pants on. Everything was just refined. Everything was, I, I don't want to say realistic as who's dressing like that, but it was less comic booky, more tactical. It was satisfying, though. And it was a very, very satisfying episode. Outside of the ending, I don't, because when Wanda was like to Agatha, oh, it was awesome. She brought She brought back Agnes. I was like, yes, we're going back to the sitcom, baby. It turns out we're not going back to the sitcom. I guess Agnes is going to be, you know, the 1950s Agnes in the scary, scary 2021 Westview where it's like all run down and ghetto and stuff. It's it's bad news for her. But you know what? I guess she has it coming because she's evil. Or is she? Because I feel like she thought Wanda was evil. That's why she was trying to shut her down, you know? We'll see what happens. There's a very good chance Wanda is still going to be the villain. But probably not because she didn't have to give up Westview. She didn't have to take down the Hex. I thought what she was going to do was give back everybody their lives and just keep the house. I thought the Hex was going to go as far as, you know, like two houses down or whatever. So she has her nosy neighbor Agnes next to her. And hopefully old mustache on the other side. But no, she let the whole thing down, Vision's gone, her kids are gone, and she's sad again. And I don't like it when Wanda is sad. Because I know these damn fools ain't gonna give me the sitcom anyway. So only bad things will happen. Except for when she flew away and had changed costumes again. I'm like, yes, girl. You faboo, you know it. Show it. And then the episode kind of ends there. There's a couple of uh, post-credit scenes, or one mid-roll and then one at the end. And the mid-roll one validates my suspicions since, oh, I don't know, maybe like episode four or five of this show, when they basically gave an entire episode to Monica Rambeau. I'm like, okay, so they're doing a backdoor pilot here. She's going to get her own show or movie or something, right? And lo and behold, they're sending her to space. Looks like Photon's coming. And I wouldn't even care. Again, I don't hate Monica Rambeau. I just hate that diversity now means 
we need more black women and stuff. I'm like, no, diversity means you need more of everyone other than white people in your stuff. Because I never actually found her annoying. Did I find the egregious amount of screen time and some of her abilities to be annoying at times? Absolutely. And it came at the price of what this show could have been. All Wanda and Vision all the time. Like, look at it. Whenever they did episodes like that, the show was amazing. It's just all the other stuff. I'm like, like this is all filler. Because if you want to do a Photon spinoff, if you want to introduce the character, I'm sure they're doing a Captain Marvel 2. That checks a whole bunch of their boxes. They're definitely doing that movie, even though it's pretty reviled by most people, I think. But they should totally stick her in that movie. Have her and Brie Larson duke it out for screen time. Only good things will happen then. Or maybe that is the plan. That they set her up here so she's a player in uh, Captain Marvel 2. I don't know. I feel like there's still a possibility they give her her own Disney Plus show and this was the backdoor pilot. Because Disney does have money to burn. They could literally be like, yeah, we know that people are annoyed. Because I'm definitely not the only one. There's definitely YouTube channels out there dedicated. And they're way worse than I am. Like some of these people, I'm like, I feel like you're a legitimate racist. I feel like this is less about the amount of woke casting. I feel like this is more about that there's woke casting at all. I feel like you're a white is right type of person. But regardless, I was right for the first time ever in my life. I was right. But then the post credit scene happens and you forget about all that nonsense. Because it's a doozy of a post credit scene. Wanda looks defeated, right? She's in the middle of nowhere in her cabin. Her hair's messy. She's in her sweats. It looks like she's given up on life. But then it turns out... Either the Scarlet Witch is a separate entity than her, or she's doing what she was doing inside the Hex, and that is multitasking, you know, living her life while controlling everybody else's. But she's living her life and then having her Scarlet Witch side learning from the Book of the Damned, probably learning ways to bring back her family. And then you hear the twins call out for help at the end. And she springs into action. And then that's it. Fade to black. It's a doozy. Like, it was so good. And that's more than I can say about, like, 70% of this show. They have the most charming leading actress. And that's what kept me interested. There's some very good writing in this. Like, when Vision asks who he is. And she talks about him being her sorrow, her sadness... I mean, that's so poignant. I do a lot of writing and uh, creating myself, and a lot of it comes from my sadness. And that's not to say I'm, I'm writing a real Last Jedi bummer of a movie. It's just I've created characters who, A, are better than me. When it comes to the lead romantic interest in one of my main stories, Hillary Sparks, that comes from sadness. I'm like, I can never get a girl like this. I, this is the type of girl I want, She may or may not exist in reality, but I certainly sure as hell am not getting her. So I understood exactly what she was saying. And then there was uh, another speech from last week about grief. I don't remember what it was exactly, but I remember it being very poignant. So there's some good writing on this show, but they just had to check too many boxes. I'm pretty sure they weren't allowed to do the sitcom that they wanted to do. Because there's no way they put in all that, all those resources to build those sets, to design those sets and costumes and such, just to blow through it. 
I feel like at some point they did want to make the sitcom and do more of it, but they were probably not confident enough that it would be successful without, you know, the tried and true Avengers stuff. Now, I'm probably part of a minority that wanted to see... I may be the only person on this planet who wanted to see the sitcom all the time. Because I'm not saying, you know, what we did see of the sitcom is what that show should have been. The jokes weren't strong enough to support nine episodes. There's no doubt about that. And when you're dealing with an Avengers show, you do need more, you know, stakes and danger and that type of stuff. But they could do it. Just have better jokes and have Agatha as your main villain. Because, as I said, Avengers, we've seen it. It's so formulaic, we've seen everything. We've seen it a million times. Everything's kind of the same. And never mind just the Avengers. When you break down the outside world stuff, you know, a government-slash-paramilitary group with a rogue leader who's got nefarious intentions, within that same group, you have a splinter group of idealists who go against that rogue leader and the organization to help the protagonist. Why, well, I feel like that's not only an Avengers movie, but every other movie I've ever seen. Whereas if they went with the sitcom, like a legitimate sitcom that is inspired by other sitcoms mixed with Wanda's magic, mixed with that Marvel flair, mixed with that big budget Marvel flair, it could have been amazing. It could have been truly something we've never, ever seen before and we'll never see again because nobody's got the juice like Marvel to do it. Nobody's got the juice like Disney to sustain if it is a loss, which I don't think it would be. I think if it's legitimately funny, legitimately gripping and tense at times, I think it'd be a perfect show. But they didn't have the cojones to do it. They didn't have the fortitude to go through with it. Because it would have been brilliant to have five seasons of this show. First season, you got the black and white. Second season, you get that Technicolor look. Third season, so on and so forth until you get to like current day when you're doing like The Office and stuff. But throughout each episode or at least each of the seasons, you start figuring out more and more of the mystery until the final season. Maybe it's four seasons of the sitcom and the fifth season is this. Because when this is done right, it's damn good. Because to be fair, sure, like, Avengers is very formulaic. Hey, we never seen the Scarlet Witch before. Like, the lore of the Scarlet Witch, what she is, how she came to be, that's so interesting. And that they got right. And I think another problem is, we all know Wanda's in Doctor Strange 2. So it takes away the stakes, right? Had they not announced that, had they not included her in the movie and just done five seasons of this, how much more heartbreaking would it have been? A, to lose characters you've been with for four or five years, and B, anything could happen. Maybe Wanda dies too. Maybe she does lose all her powers. But in this, it's like, well, it's not going to happen. Certainly not permanently. Sure, maybe she loses her powers in this show and then she gains them back in Doctor Strange too. But but regardless, what a great end to a show featuring my favorite girl in the whole world, Lizzie Olsen. And Paul Bettany's vision was so, so well done. Really tugged on, you know, one heartstring, I guess. I don't feel that much for him, but... I guess I will stop calling him a fucking skin job. A goddamn toaster. But I'm running really long and I got a couple things I got to do today. So to sum up, 
I loved the first two episodes. The jokes could have been better, but boy, was it charming. There were a, a few good laughs to be had. Certainly, the old mustache stuff was amazing. But I feel like they bailed ship way too soon. Because even within the timeline of the show itself, she literally had seven days. She had two good days and then everything started falling apart. I feel like that's not respectful enough of the character. They should have given her at least the timeline that the audience is operating on week by week. They should have given her two months to enjoy her life. But it was literally like, oh, here's two good days and then right back to it. That miserable outside world right back in honestly like even i've had more time away from this cruel cruel world than wanda i haven't been working in a really long time even i've had an extended holiday and i have no powers of any sort yeah i feel like doing nine episodes and telling basically the complete story and telling the complete story i think that was a mistake because they had a great cast And clearly they have some writers on there that can write some real poignant stuff. And for them to just throw it all away within the first season, I feel like it's a real waste. Because it's tough to put the genie back in the bottle. I can see potential where they're like, okay, now let's do the sitcom. I'm like, well, you kind of had your chance. But at the end of the day, for what it was, there's a lot of Elizabeth Olsen in a role that she has mastered. You know, a role that connects with everybody. And as long as we keep getting that, it's not all bad. It's just I feel like they shortchanged her and the audience. But I could be alone on that. I usually am. All right, I've had a great time doing this one episode, I guess. I can't lie. Even waking up this morning, I'm like, oh boy. WandaVision's probably not going to be all Wanda and Vision today, right? It's probably going to be one of those depressing episodes. But I'm like, no, they set it up in a point where unless like Monica Rambeau comes and saves the day... Oh, and I forgot to mention, Darcy Lewis. Like, when she drove into Sword Guy's car, it wasn't even just a car. It was a Hummer. A solidly built Hummer. They picked those to go on missions with for a reason. It can take a licking on the battlefield. I'm like, if to hit him with that type of force, I don't think she had a seatbelt on. In real life, she would have flown out the window and died. Damn you, fiction. Damn you. But as I was saying, I lost joy for this show like halfway through. It was just too bleak. It's not what I wanted, which whatever, like the argument will be just because it's not what you want doesn't mean it sucks. True, but if it's not what I want, then I'm not going to feel good about it, right? But regardless, it's been a cool, interesting new experience. I've never like put myself on a timeline where it has to come out Friday. I have to podcast Friday. Or at least not since the early days of the Kenny Ho show. And I don't remember. It was a long time ago. There's lots of stuff I want to forget in life. It's too bad I don't have Wanda's magical powers where I can just forget. Even though it doesn't seem like she can forget. But it would be amazing if I could create a Westview of my own. And I guess I would have a Wanda in that. And in that, she would love me. Damn you, real life. Damn you. Well, maybe there'll be a season two. Who knows? They certainly set it up. There's going to be plenty more Scarlet Witch, which is a really great thing. Let's just see what they do with it. Now that they've got... It better not be a Monica Rambeau slash WandaVision series. I will not I will not continue this podcast if that's the case. I'll do one episode to trash it and then carry on. But until then, 
Go live your life to the max. I'm off. And much like the Scarlet Witch, be a thing of legend. Farewell, comrade.